Hello and welcome to episode 92 of The Pen Addict. My name is Mike Hurley. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. And I am joined, as I am every week, by the dignitary of Doan Paper, Mr. <laughs> Brad Dowdy. Well done, sir. How are you today? I am very well. How are you? Good, good. So you're all, you're all refreshed and ready to go. We uh, you had a little... Uh, Little side trip pushed us back until till the Thursday, but uh, I know you missed me on Tuesday, didn't you? Always, always. I yeah. was looking at my fountain pens, all sad. You know, <laughs> made y'all teary eyed. Where's Brad? <laughs> it feels funny when we don't record on Tuesdays. I feel like I don't know what day of the week it is right now. I know. I totally lose track. I totally lose track. But um, anyway, we're here. We got to. We got a good episode planned out for you today, and we got uh, a few items of feedback I just wanted to touch on, and actually not even feedback or follow up, but um, new products that I wanted to talk about. And um, as you uh, you mentioned in in the intro, Dome Paper is uh, on my radar with a pretty sweet new product. It's called the uh, Winter Session Plus Dome Paper Three Hole Binder Pouch. Now, if you're not looking at it and you're just, you know, you're just going off by the name, you're like, what is he possibly talking about? But Chad Doan has started, um, I guess, last year when he kind of revitalized the uh, his product lineup. He introduced um, a binder and loose leaf sheets for his Doan paper line, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he has come along now with another combination or uh, collaboration. Collaboration, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Like the Topo Designs bag that he did that I own, um, which I still use every day. It's my favorite bag. I don't know, maybe ever. Uh, Topo Designs Stone Paper Mountain Briefcase. He's come out with um, a collaboration with Winter Session, which he also did his um, pin holsters and um, yeah, the leather 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 memo book covers. Um, so this binder pouch what it does it's like uh, it's like back in your elementary school days you used to have your three ring binder and then everyone had that uh janky little um it's almost a ziploc looking clear little pouch with uh, that you'd hook into your three ring binder well this is uh this is taking it up to the adult level <laughs> to say the least this is a super nice uh it's like a wax cotton pouch it's it's beautiful i i have no use for the three ring binder aspect of it but I don't know. I might just have to order it because I think it's cool. And I, Chad's collaborations are always awesome. I don't know exactly what I'd use it for other than just mass storage of stuff. But um, it's really beautiful. And that just it just kind of caught me off guard the other day on Instagram is where I found it. And it had been out for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it looks good. So so check it out if you're uh, if you're reliving your school days with your, your three-ring binder. I know you carry a three-ring binder every day, Mike, right? Yeah. Or a trapper keeper. Always under yeah. my arm at all times. Yeah, is that a My Little Pony trapper keeper? Mm-hmm. Of course, okay. we have little uh, ribbons and stuff. Okay, cool. <laughs> well done, well done. Another another new item that I got all kinds of tweets and emails on. And uh, I, maybe I should let you pronounce this, or we need to get uh, Federico Vitici on on to pronounce this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Okay, it's the. Pininfarina Cambiano inkless pen. How did I do? That will do, I think. Yeah. You didn't sound impressed. <laughs> it's pretty much there. 
I think yeah. I think that was pretty that was, pretty that legit. That's a uh, for a for a tough name. It's a it's an awfully beautiful pen. But what it is, it's it's an inkless pen. Like I've reviewed in the past, I've reviewed uh, one from uh, Jack Zagori called the Beta inkless pen, and it's basically um, it's just a it's a metal tip pen that leaves a line like a pencil. So it doesn't require sharpening or anything like that, but it um, it leaves kind of like a pencil line. It's made to never dull. It's not a sharp line. It's like a rounded tip, but there's no gosh, what do you call it? There's there's no breakdown of the tip at all. It, it should it last wear. you forever. It doesn't wear in any way. Yeah, it doesn't wear at all. And um, a bunch of people sent me this, and this is the first. The ones I've seen in the past and the one I review are very, what would you call, very industrial, like not real, not awesome design, just real basic design. This one is fancy. I mean, it's got like a wooden, I don't know, it's like an aluminum casing with a, a round of like wood in the middle and, and just the like little small conical tip. For the uh, the inkless part, I wish they wouldn't. It's really more of a graphiteless pencil than an inkless pen. Yeah, but um, that doesn't sound as good, I guess, as the inkless pen does, right? Yeah, a bunch of people sent me this as well, and I remember I, I responded to one person about it mm-hmm. um, and said that you know they were like, "Oh, this must be right up your street," because Pin and Farina they um, they also they 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 they're most well known, I think, these days for their contributions to Ferrari. Okay, I didn't know that. They helped design some Ferraris. Um, but they... Um, so people said, oh, you're going to love this. I was like, well, it actually doesn't have a lot of... It will not have a lot of the qualities that I love in a pen. Most right. of the things that I love in a pen, you will not get from this. Like the way the pen feels to write, ink stuff, you know, all of that, mm-hmm. all that greatness, you, you won't get any of that. Yeah, so having having used something a similar product before, it's it's really performs like a pencil and feels like a pencil, um, and the line is um, it's not very dark. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes um, to my old review, and you can kind of see what an inkless pen looks like on the paper. Um, it's a wide line. It's not very deep. Um, it, it's not something that I ever latched onto. And actually, looking back at my review now. There was actually I got two I got two of them I got like a full sized pen and then I got like a little um, mini inkless pen that one's actually more convenient because that's something you can throw in a car or throw in a backpack and you know and it kind of goes along with the topic we're going to talk about today which is everyday carry pens um, it's the kind of pen that you never have to worry about as long as you keep track of it you're if you're getting any type of situation you're always going to have something to write with. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about your ink refill freezing or running out of lead in a pencil, but it's not the most awesome writing experience. It's more of a utilitarian type thing and kind of an as needed. But um, yeah, this this pen and farina is is very beautiful. The only thing they don't have is a price and open up their press release and they don't list a price in that either. Because you probably um, can't buy it. And if you can't buy it, you can't afford it. Yeah, I, I can't imagine this is going to be... Um, I think it's one of those scenarios that the fact that you're Reasonable. looking for a price tells you that you actually can't buy this pen. <laughs> yeah, maybe it just comes with the purchase of a Ferrari if with their... Uh... Do you know what it probably does? 
Or just any any because they they design cars for a bunch of people, but they're probably yeah. most most well known for their Ferrari work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't like it personally. It looks like, it just looks like writing with a really really expensive pencil, which I don't get. Yeah. Well, I like the design, but I just oh yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, I would just never have a use for it. Um, I didn't. I don't have a use for the old ones that I have. Um, really, because I when you have every other writing option under the sun, this isn't going to beat any of them, right? Exactly. So, so I've gone off the deep end. I think I alluded to, I don't know, last week or a couple weeks before, um, about my ink problem that I'm, that I'm in the midst of my ink. Uh, gosh, I don't know what it is. I, I'm awakening, a wink, awakening, a winkening, a winkening. <laughs> my awakening um the call of the limited edition is is i'm i'm bad about that kind of stuff apparently you know I think the such a bad idea to buy a limited edition ink oh yeah i i know it is because if you love I, it well you, yep. it's gone that's exactly right bad idea that's, buddy it's a fatal flaw in the in the whole thought process but that didn't stop me from spending way, way too much money on four bottles of Sailor Ink. And I mentioned, I think I, I did mention it a couple of weeks ago that I bought them from Aesthetic Bay out of Singapore. Well, I got the first review up. Um, it's called, um, it was a Sailor Gentle Limited Edition Autumn 2010 Okuyama. It's a maroon ink. Um, it's I just, very pretty. There's something in it that I love about the fact that you love a gentle sailor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I mean, you know, a sailor is always at the top of my wish list, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best show titles we've ever had yep. back in the day. And uh, yes, I love a, I love a gentle sailor. And um, this ink is actually shockingly good, and which I'm glad because it cost me a fortune. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's weird. It's it, my large written review didn't come out very well it's hard to i probably need to start scanning some of my ink reviews to see if i can get a better color um that would actually be a really good use for your doxy yeah i know i need to do that and um it would be i don't know i just need to try it to see if it'll come out better but you can tell pretty much how the how the ink is it's kind of a medium maroon it's not too dark it's not too light it's not too pink. It's not too purple. It's just a real solid color. It behaves extremely well. And then the dry time on it, when I did like the little dry time ink test, um, it didn't smear at all. Like in five seconds on rhodia paper, there was no smudging. Mm-hmm. So I need to, I need to double check my sanity on that. I was like, did I do this right? And um, apparently I did because it didn't smudge on any of the the ink tests. And that was the most impressive thing about it. And, um, What's the one, two, three? about um um what do you call it that's how many times i've written over itself what's the word for it so uh, one pass two pass three pass right okay so one one pass of ink then passing over itself again twice then three times so just to show the darkness of the ink if it goes over itself beautiful color yeah and then on the 
the Instagram picture, which actually probably shows the color better, which I put at the bottom, you can kind of barely make it out. There's like a little bit of a green sheen on it, like a lot of blue inks, especially brighter blues. You'll see a red sheen on it. On some of these red inks, you get a green sheen out of it, and you can barely kind of see it in the uh, in the other picture, which that was on that was um, the top picture was with my normal camera, a nice uh, you know Panasonic. Um, you know, point and shoot, nice, decent camera. And the bottom one is with my iPhone and on a, um, off-white Hobonichi paper. And that picture actually came out, shows the color better, I think. Mm. And that was a that was a sneak shot of my new uh, Fire and Ice Franklin Kristoff Model 40 Pocket, which is pretty awesome. So jealous. <laughs> I just won't buy it because I'm still too scared about doing the strange feeling thing. Yeah, it's actually pretty normal i know i was i was scared i was pretty scared um but anyway back to these inks i got four of these bottles so this is the first review i did and i have another one coming up soon and uh, i'm gonna keep going through these and uh if you, we'll used see. All th- it, if you used all four of them no i've only used two of them so far okay. and this one i've still got inked up i love i'm very happy with this and i've been using this ink at work and, and things like that so i this one i will definitely use the other one is really awesome, but I think there's something else that's almost identical to it, so it may not be worth it in the end. So that's a that's a teaser. You'll just have to wait for the review of that one. So this one, I'm happy with the purchase, worth the money. The second bottle that I tested, it's completely awesome. It just may not be worth the money because you can do just as well elsewhere, if you will. So we'll leave that tease for you. Sounds good. Yes, sir. So that's all the uh, kind of the follow-up topics, and um, I know we got a we got a big topic today, and we got a pin blog of the week I want to get to. So do you want to uh, talk about our friends today? Yes, let's take a moment to thank Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of The Pen Addict as they have sponsored so many. Squarespace, they are the all-in-one platform that make it really easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO2. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O and the number 2. Let me tell you some very quick things about Squarespace. So they're always doing great stuff to make sure that their platform's up to date. They're always adding new features. They have fantastic new designs all the time, and they have a really great support team. They have 70 dedicated um, employees at Squarespace that are 100% dedicated to their customer care team. They, they, they deal with support for you. They're there 24-7. Squarespace take care of all the nasty stuff. They take care of hosting, take care of SEO. They give you a responsive web design with beautiful templates that look fantastic on any device. But what I want to say is if you've been holding off for any reason about starting your own pen blog, this is the place that you should go and try it out. Squarespace is really easy to set up. They walk you through it, they help you get it started, and you can make the site the way that you want. And with a free trial that I mentioned, and I'll tell you more about that in a moment, it gives you some time to play around with it yourself. You get the full Squarespace experience. And you're able to see if it's the type of thing that you want to do. Squarespace plans are really affordable. And again, I'll tell you about those in a minute. And they give you everything that you need all in one place. If you sign up for a year with Squarespace, you get a free custom domain name too. They can help you out setting up email accounts if that's what you need. And they can integrate with with, uh, Google Apps and stuff like that. But they can also help you out with other email solutions if you want. They have iOS apps so you can publish to your site and view your statistics. They have two different apps for that, blog and metrics are the names of the app. 
notes and they uh, can have, so that's that way you can publish from your iPad, you can publish from your iPhone, obviously you can publish from your web browser too. But it's just a really, really great one-stop shop for everything you need to put a website online. So if you've been holding off setting up a blog of your own and you've been listening to us and you heard us a couple of weeks ago talk about pen blogging, now's the time. So go to Squarespace right now, go to squarespace.com and you can sign up for free, for a free trial. So you can check it out. You don't even need to enter a credit card when you do this. You just do name and an email address and a password. It's all you need to do to set it up. And if you decide to purchase, Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month, which is nothing. And as I mentioned before, you'll get a free domain name if you sign up for a year or more. So that's a really good part of it too. So you don't even need to pay extra for that. And make sure that you get 10% off and help support this show so you can get 10% off whatever you do. And if you buy for a year, then you'll get 10% off the whole year as well, which is awesome. So to do that, you want to use the code TALLYHO2. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O and the number 2. So thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and The Pen Addict. You know what Squarespace surprise implemented last week? Did you catch that? Mm. That it made a lot of people's day? Oh, uh, RSS statistics. Yes. So you now know how many people subscribe to your blog for RSS. Yes, my my tweet was hallelujah. Were you happy? Is it was it everything you'd wish for? Oh man, yeah, it was everything. I I couldn't sleep that morning when I went to bed. I was so excited. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, my RSS subscribers are back. Yeah, because I know that you were upset when that got taken away. I think they just, I think they well, had a blog post about it. It said they were just been working on it and they finally got a way to do it properly and realize. Yeah, well, what the issue was is a lot of people, myself included, wanted to get away from um, uh, FeedBurner, mm-hmm. right? Because with all the Google just hacking products away, um, left and right, um, you know, we were scared to to leave our feeds over there. And so I just, I, at one point I cut it over to Squarespace, but I could never tell how many subscribers I had. I kind of had a general idea. Um, just doing some, some back of the napkin math calculations, but um, now I've got it, got it on lockdown. So it's perfect. It uh, works out well. I got a question for you. This is un- unrelated to pens and just hearing you do the Squarespace ad. I think that was like maybe your best ad read ever. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I heard you talking with Lex Friedman, I don't know, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about how Lex does the, you know, he's done his own podcasting advertising company. You need to do your own podcasting advertising read company. Oh, this is all proprietary software, my friend. Yeah, I, I can know. Do you know who Billy Mays is? No. Have you ever heard that name? All right. In the U.S., um, he was like the king of the infomercial. And... With him, infomercial is a lot of times a derogatory term, right? And it's just kind of junk and janky. But with him, he just like he just owned it. You like heard this guy's voice, and you knew that this was Billy Mays, and it was awesome. It was going to be awesome. And he just had this whole thing. He 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 died too soon. But you're 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 like the Billy Mays of the uh, the podcast ad read, where you read you read the ad, and everyone knows that's a Mike Hurley ad right there. <laughs> that that'll do for me. <laughs> Sorry, I've I've totally uh, gotten us off 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 the rails. But back on the rails, I want to talk about the pin blog of the week. I feel like we need a we need a uh, we need music for that. It's the pin blog of the week. That works. <laughs> um, this week I wanted to talk about my good friend, my good online friend, Miss Mary Collis from the Pin Cup. She is. Do you ever 
talk to people online, Mike, that you have never met in person, but you just know, like through through the internet and by how they handle themselves, that they are just legitimately nice people. And yes, I, yeah, I can just tell from my, all my interactions with Mary over the years that Mary just seems like legitimately awesome. She just seems very cool, very nice, very down to earth. Um, you know, she's always she's always got energy, you know, when she's talking about, you know, pins and everything else. So I want y'all to go check out From the Pen Cup if you don't already. She does extremely put me to shame thorough interviews, interviews, excuse me, reviews um, with awesome pictures, um, incredible handwriting, um, and just real thorough refills on all kinds of pens. She's been doing this for a couple years now. I remember when she first started, she was emailing me. But um, I guess it's been a couple years now that her blog's been out there. It's a must-read for me. She does such an amazing job on every single – she never phones in a review. Um, I will give her that. She's, it's just loaded with pictures, with details, um, with handwriting examples, and um, y'all should definitely go check her out. So if you're not aware of her blog, we will have it in the show notes, and um, you should check it out, and uh, awesome job, Mary. So uh, um, y'all definitely check it out, because I don't miss it when she posts. I love her posts. Perfect. All right, so we got a, we have a topic that, actually, when I thought about doing this topic about everyday carry pins... I kind of had to go back through. I was like, have we ever done a show where we just like dedicated a full segment for everyday carry? I know we've talked about it off and on constantly over the years, um, but never, I don't know that I've ever dedicated any like huge amount of time to it. And what prompted that was I was on a podcast this past weekend called Gear Geeks Live. And uh, it's with my friend Tony Scalambrini, who writes the Everyday Commentary blog. And he is a big, everyday carry guy he reviews knives and flashlights and of course pens and and um in other things that you know a lot of people who are really into this everyday carry thing um get into and it's an awesome read and he's a real good guy and he asked me to come on with a couple of his friends that he does the podcast with so i got to thinking they were quizzing me kind of about some everyday carry pens and some things that i liked and and some things that i carried so i thought that would make a good topic here because i actually find that talking with Tony and his friends on Gear Geeks, that their definition of everyday carry pens is one thing. And then the listeners of, and readers of The Pen Addict, their definition of everyday carry is not completely different, but it's definitely different than the guys like on Gear Geeks and that, um, and then that submit to like um, everydaycarry.com. Um, I'll put that in the show notes, Mike. There's a site called everyday-carry.com that's been around forever. And a guy named uh, Bernard started it. And I was I used to talk to Bernard all the time when he started his blog. And he kind of went on hiatus while he was in school, but it's back now. And uh, so everyone should check that out, too, for some, uh, some cool EDC suggestions. But when I think of everyday carry pen, I think of like a singular pen that I can leave the house with throw it in my pocket that's going to be durable it's not going to break it's not going to pop open it's not going to leak ink all over me um when i take it out to use it it's going to work immediately without any issue um and a lot of times you know some of the products 
um, might have a multiple use. Um, so the definition of everyday carry pin, that's kind of what I think. But, you know, some people don't take it too far. Some people just simply say, well, this is the pin I want to write with today. And this is the pin I use primarily, so I'm going to take it with me. And that's a completely valid, like, everyday carry aspect. And, you know, looking at how the guys that are into the traditional EDC world, which is, you know, the knives, the flashlights, the pins, everything you carry in a pocket, pocket dumps, all those things that, you know, all these guys are into, they're looking for, like, a more serious almost like a tactile pin, uh, tactical pin, excuse me, where, you know, it, it's metal for the durability and, you know, the, the refills are like a Fisher Space pin refill where it can write anywhere, which is, you know, a great quality for a pin. Um, and it also, a lot of times, the looks are very important to where, you know, the stainless steel color has to match, you know, their their knife handle and their flashlight color and things like that when they're just putting this whole kind of kit together. Um, to whereas, you know, our listeners are not necessarily looking for that level of everyday carry product. They're looking for more the functionality of the pen. You know, with when I was talking to our listeners on Twitter this morning, uh, I wanted to hear everyone's everyday carry suggestions. And it's really more of a writing experience choice as opposed to a pure functionality choice i guess for everyday carry is that am i making sense when i'm i'm trying to explain the slight differences between how kind of yeah. these two two groups are looking at the at the this everyday carry thing yeah so what do you so i guess depending on how you perceive the question do you see something as a utility type pen mm-hmm. as in that's the everyday carry Mm-hmm. Or do you see it as what pen do you like to use every day? Right. That's the difference. Right. right. And, you know, and some of them, you know, there's there's several pens that kind of combine the two very well. Um, but there's a lot of times if you're going for the utility side of thing, you give up necessarily the beautiful writing experience, Right. And if you go for the great writing pen, you might give up some of the, say, durability of, you know, of the utility side of side of the ledger. So, you know, I've got a I've got a bunch of pens here. A lot of them that kind of lean towards the utility side, the the durability and the functionality and just, you know, the pure just structure of the pen that's going to take a beating and you're still going to be able to write with it and you can throw it in a pocket or a car or a backpack and never have to worry about it. So I have a bunch of suggestions here and most of these are really popular pens that people have talked about a lot over the years, but they're really popular with the everyday carry community. Probably the single most popular pen and a lot and a pen that probably a lot of pen addict readers have because it's it's very reasonably priced and it's easy to find is the Zebra F seven oh one. This I think between it and the second item on my list, which is the Fisher Space pen, those are the two single most popular pens you see when you hear people talking about just traditional everyday carry. The Zebra F seven oh one is I think it's only about seven or eight dollars, and it's a fully stainless steel barrel with a knurled grip. It's got a retractable um, 
retractable cartridge. So, you know, deployment, pin de- deployment of an everyday carry pin is a key, right? A lot of people don't want an everyday carry pin with a cap because they'll lose it. You know, if they're out and about, you know, especially if you're working outside, you know, like in, you know, landscaping or any kind of outdoor work or job site, you don't want two parts to your pen, but you don't want some plastic barrel pin that's going to snap and crack every time you set it down or get stomped on. I mean, this Zebra F701 could probably get run over by a truck and you'd be okay. And it's got a retractable mechanism. Um, the thing that people do with this F701, it's interestingly not very compatible with other ink refills. And the ink refill isn't awesome for this one. It's good. It, it's definitely usable. But there's pages and pages and pages on everyday carry forums about hacking the Zebra F701. It's probably the single number one most popular everyday carry pen um, that you'll see. And if you haven't checked it out, you know, if you're not familiar with the Zebra F701, I mean, they're available at Walmart. Like my local Walmart carries this pen. It's very common. Um, you don't have to look too hard to find it. And um, you, you, it's definitely worth owning one. To at least just throw it in your car, your backpack, and you'll have it. It can withstand pretty much everything you, you throw at it. The one thing it doesn't have, what this next item have has, is the Fisher Space Pen. It has the refill. The Fisher Space Pen is so popular strictly because of the refill. This it's, is my this is my pick for an everyday carry, by the way. Okay. So you have you have the field notes version? Yep. Which that model is the base model Fisher Space Pen that actually everyone's familiar with. That's when you see Fisher Space Pen, the model you have is the model I always think of. It's just the straight bullet design. Um where it uncaps kind of from the middle and you post it right on the end. It makes more of a full size pen to write with. Um it's an amazing pen and why it's so good is the refill. It doesn't write spectacularly. It doesn't write like a jet stream. It's a ballpoint. Same with the Zebra F701. I didn't mention that. It's a, it's a ballpoint refill. And a lot of the, you'll find a lot of these everyday carry pens are ballpoints just for durability reasons. They they'll tend to not clog up and have as many writing issues as, you know, a rollerball or a gel ink pen will. But the Fisher Space Pen is so good because it's essentially, I call it a, a, a write-anywhere pen. I mean, it can write on wood. It can write in on, you know, dirty paper that you've left out in the dirt and, you know, not get all kind of junk up in the pen. It can write upside down. It can write, you know, like if you're marking on walls or something like if you're in construction or building, you, you can use this pen just to kind of mark up anything. And that's that's the huge selling point about the pen. And with the way the pressurized refill works, that ink's just going to come out as soon as you start writing. Um, and it's not real messy. It's not, you know, an elite writing experience. I actually prefer, and a lot of people prefer, the fine refills over the medium refills that come with the space pen. So that's obviously a hugely popular one. What I recommended... For the guys on the Gear Geeks Live podcast were two other pens that are a little higher in the price point, but from a durability aspect, they're amazing. One is the Countycom Embassy pen, which I've talked about several times on the podcast. That's kind of my traveling pen. 
Um, it's loaded with the fine blue Fisher Space Pen refill. It fits those Parker style refills, which is what the Fisher Space Pen is. What it has, and then it's got a little cap um, that you can put on the back of the barrel so it fits right. Um, I have the black aluminum aluminum aluminium uh, County Com MSC pen. I I've had it for about three years now, and I still carry it constantly. It's too much knurling for me. Yeah, but it's not all over the place. It's not rough at all. It's a very smooth. Yeah, just for, from a design standpoint. Yeah, from a design standpoint. Well, in the hand, it, it feels pretty awesome. It's a very weighty pen. Yeah. Um, you do know where it's at. Like, it's actually too heavy for, say, like a front shirt pocket carry. You know, that's one thing to consider. Where, like, the Zebra F701, it's not overly heavy. The Countycom Embassy pen is. So, like, if you clipped it to your pocket, like, in your front shirt, it's going to kind of sag. So not everyone wants that. So the second one I recommended kind of solves that problem is the Max Magco retractable. This is one of those few pens that wasn't on my radar that knocked my socks off when I was able to review it. I still haven't purchased my own. I borrowed this one from someone. I, I have to get one of these pens. It's extraordinarily well made. It's about half the weight of the Embassy pen. Just I, I'm, that's just guessing. It's a much more lightweight pen, but it's still. It's still a very durable. I think it's aluminum barrel too, or is it titanium? I think it's aluminum. Um, but it's right a now. bolt. Like unlike the, people don't like the county com. Yeah, it's, it's aluminium. Sorry. Mm, yeah, yeah. So people don't like the county com because it's a capped pin. It's not retractable. The Max Madco is. It uses a a, a bolt mechanism, and um, whew, it's it's stellar. I, I need to. I need to go ahead and, and, and put my money down for this one because it, it's it's just beautifully made. Um, it's slim, but it's full-sized, and it's lightweight, but it's durable. It's kind of got, I don't know, it's got everything going for it. The, the retractable mechanism, the bolt is very sleek, so it doesn't it's not grabbing into pockets. I don't like large bolt action pens where the, the bolt sticks way out and can you know grab your pants pocket or your shirt pocket or get in the way of your hand when you're writing. So this is a super amazing pen, um, and I, ne- I need to put that on my shopping list because I keep forgetting to buy it because I, I really need it. I just want to point out that all of these pens, uh, Brad's written reviews for all of them, and you can find the, uh, a list of them in our show notes for this episode, which you can find at 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 92. Now those two pens replace this next pen on my list because I was a huge like fan. Crazy. This just looks crazy. This pen to me. Do you not, do you not own a Tombow Airpress? No. No. Okay. I, for some reason, I was thinking at some point you got one. So the Tombow Airpress is a pen I've had for a while. I've actually gone through one or two of them, um, two different ones. Um, it's like the Fisher Space Pen in that it's a pressurized ink refill. But it comes with a really, really nice built-in clip, and it's retractable. So it's kind of got those things that the Fisher Space Pen doesn't. The Fisher Space Pen is just like a smooth bullet. There's You can buy a clip, but it's an add-on, so it moves around, and it's not retractable. Although there's a couple of retractable Space Pen barrels you can get, but they're not as as nice as the as the regular bullet. The Tombow Airpress kind of encompasses all that into one into one nice package and i've carried this pen for years on my car because it can withstand just like the fisher space pen it could withstand the heat and cold changes in your car and you you know 
click the pen and you just start writing with it and it's going to work. So it's a very, very good pen for just an everyday carry, just kind of a stash it and forget it pen, if you will. Like if you need a pen in certain situations, like a car that, you know, you don't know what the conditions are always going to be. That's a great place to have something like a Tombow AirPress. Um, you know, it's not something I use for everyday writing, but it's something I use for everyday utility, if you will. I, it's there if I need it and I know it's going to work. So those are kind of my main traditional everyday carry pens. So, you know, what as good as of utility as those pens are, they're not necessarily the best writing experience. So I look at something like if I had to pick just like a, the pen I actually carry the most just on its own, just like if I'm going out to the store and, you know, I'm just taking, you know, my keys and my wallet and, you know, maybe a, a notebook and a pen, I'm probably taking the Secura Pigma Micron. Now, that's not what people would think of as a traditional everyday carry pen. It's certainly not great for outdoor environments with the plastic tip. It's not going to work very well, but it's cheap enough to where I can replace it. It writes well. It's got pigmented ink, so I know if I have to, you know, sign a document or whatever, sign a, a receipt, I know my signature is going to be really good. Um, so that's kind of mine, and it, either the Secure Pigment Micron or any of the various Uniball jet streams. Those are kind of my two basic everyday carry pens, if you will, that I know are going to work good. They don't necessarily have the full functionality of something like a Fisher Space Pen refill, but they're cheap enough to where if they break down or I lose them or the barrel breaks that I can replace them. I mean, do you have do you have a pen that you carry like beside, say, I know you carry the Fisher Space Pen. Do you just have another pen, like not a fountain pen that you just kind of pick up and carry? you know, when you're just going somewhere or used for anything? Um, hmm. I mean, I always have a Retro 51 in my backpack mm -hmm. just because I know that it's always going to be good. But yeah. I wouldn't care, like, consider that an everyday carry. Right. In any yeah, way. I, I don't know that I necessarily would either. Um, that's one that I always I, I, have. That's more on the utility. Uh, sorry, the, the feel than utility. Yeah. Exactly. Even the Fisher Space Pen, I actually don't carry that around every day anymore. Because mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I kind of just have both of my uh, my pens in my Tash and Beglider, and I use that <laughs> every time. Yeah, every time. How's that? You so you're still carrying that? That's been working out well for you. Every day. That's yeah. awesome. And I use it more as well. Like I've been traveling recently, and so like I've had somewhere to put my documents and stuff because it has those plastic wallets. Mm -hmm. So I put my documents in the plastic wallets. It's where I keep my iPad has my iPad on me all the time. Um, and I'm currently carrying around um, the Twisby, the Mi uh, Diamond Mini. And mm -hmm. I'm also carrying around the uh, Karis Customs Inc. Because mm -hmm. Dudek and also... So even, so Dudek had sent me a bunch of, of uh, DMs as you know, mm -hmm. to tell me like, look, just do it, do it, take it around, take it around. And I was still a bit like, uh, and then <laughs> Dan Bishop emailed me and he was like, just do it. I was like, oh, sorry, Dan. He <laughs> 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 was kind of, he, he didn't really sell it. It was towards that effect. And just kind of look, he's yeah. going to get another one soon. Take it out with you. He'll get over it type thing. So <laughs> I've been carrying it around and I love it by the way. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm, I, awesome. It's a great pen. <laughs> Very cool. 
So I, I, I threw in a couple other things that I do carry from time to time. Um, on the pencil side of the ledger, the, the Rotring 600, which is just the classic all-time great engineering metal barrel uh, pencil with the knurled grip. I think that's an awesome everyday carry pencil. And on the fountain pen side, and I think you're going to see this coming up in the in the vast uh, comments that I, I've gotten from our Twitter followers, the Kaveco AL Sport, I think, is probably the single top everyday carry type fountain pen. You know, it's got yeah. that aluminum barrel. It's got the real tight threading on the barrel, so you can throw this pen in your pocket and you're not worried about it coming apart and ink getting everywhere. Um, it posts well when you take the cap off. It writes amazingly. The Kaveco nibs are always outstanding um, for me. So the AL Sport is probably that and the Vanishing um, Point are probably the number one hmm. everyday carry fountain pens, I would think. I have two sort of things. Personally, the way that I consider it everyday carry, I don't think any fountain pen fits it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you in the in the traditional sense of the word. That's why I've kind of set it down here at the bottom as an afterthought yeah. almost, right? Um, my problem with the Kaweco, or the Kaweco, is the clip situation. Because mm-hmm. I think an everyday carrier pen should have a clip, so you can clip yep. it to something. But I have found the clips that you add to be um, to not be very uh, reliable. Mm-hmm. Like I had a clip, I had a clip on mine, and it just comes off. Yep, now that's no use. What's the point? Agreed completely. But I actually like carry. I just throw this pen in my in like in my jeans pocket. I, and I've carried it in my shorts pocket. I have, I have no problem carrying this one in the pocket, but I do agree with your sentiment that a traditional everyday carry pen, like in the traditional classification, probably should have a clip because you want to be able to attach it to things and not just you know your shirt pocket or your pants pocket, something like that. So yeah, I am with you on that. But from a lot of the pen addict's perspective, these are the types of things they're carrying. And I just wanted to show the different answers that we get when you're talking to the different groups, say the, the traditional everyday carry, you know, uh, pen, pocket knife, flashlight, those, that type of carry is looking for one type of pen. And then the people that listen to our podcast and read the pen addict have a lot of different things like, and for some reason, I didn't think about this. Even when I wrote down Rotring 600, I asked this morning before I went to bed, you know, I said, well, hey, we're doing an everyday carry podcast. What does everyone carry? What's your everyday carry pen? Just to kind of get a kind of get a gauge on the community, what they carry. I mean, the first word from a very first response I got from Julian K, who's been a follower for a long time. He's a country mate of yours. Kuratoga. I like that didn't even register on me. And then that came up a bunch, a bunch of other times, in the in the same converse, conversation. One of them called it God's pencil, the Kuratoga. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Berkowitz, um, on Twitter, uh, the Kuratoga came up over and over and over again. I was like, I didn't even consider that one for some reason. I don't know if it's the barrel. Um, there are so you know, many guess- ways that this is a perfect everyday carry. Like, yep. Gen- genuinely, like, because pencils write on more soft uh, surfaces. Yeah, I no, I totally agree with it. I, I'm just yeah. saying, for some reason, I personally overlooked that. Yeah, I wouldn't That's have thought I of it. Do this. I wouldn't have thought of it either. But it is a, uh, it's a perfect choice because mm-hmm. it, 
it's also extremely durable because it's just plastic and it's like kind right. of hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really, really good choice, actually. Because yep. the only thing is with it being um, a, a mechanical pencil, the lead is thin and t- too much abrasion could break the lead. Yep. I think that could be your only problem. And then if it breaks, right. obviously, too much, it becomes uh, frustrating to write with. Right. You know, and aside from the uh, Kaveco AL Sports, there was lots of calls for the the classic in the sport, you know, the plastic barrel, same design plastic barrel, which I can I can understand. Um, there was a few um, Pilot high-tech Cs, which I think that's a terrible everyday carry pen. <laughs> Just, I mean, beside, beside the fact that it's one of my personal all-time favorite pens, it is way too finicky to be taken out and about and writing anywhere, everywhere type of thing. Um, you don't want to get stuck with that pen not writing, which has happened to me. So I don't even care. I, I mean, I carry them everywhere with me. Just it's not made for that necessarily. Um, what else? We got a, a few of the Kickstarter pens, you know, in the more traditional EDC sense, you know, the um, one called the Pen Project, um, you know, the Keras Custom Retract, you know, I think is a good call. You know, it's the aluminum barrel. It's retractable. It takes a lot of different refills. Uh, same with the tactile turn mover. For me, though, um, an everyday carry pen should be small, mm-hmm. I think, which is another reason why I think the, the space pen is a is a great choice. Yep. There's something about it, too. It should, should be pocketable as well as to be thrown in a bag. or whatever. Right. I got a lot of Lamy Safaris. Nah. Yeah. Don't I, get that. It's a little too large. So yeah, it's too big. Again, it's a fountain pen. It's also a little flimsy. Mm-hmm. It's a little large, but oh, one uh, someone mentioned Adam Young mentioned the Pilot Pettit One. It's a fountain pen, but it's really small. I mean, it's about the length of a, it's about twice the width of a space pen, or maybe three times the width. Um, but it's about the same length. So I don't know. That's an interesting choice. Um, yeah, lots of retracts. Um, what else we got? Oh, okay. Um, this pencil wasn't on my radar, and I still wouldn't choose it over the Rotring 600, but the Pentel Carry. Now, I, I didn't put a link in the show notes, but I've reviewed this pencil. It's a very, very interesting pencil that kind of gets down to a compact size. It's called the Pentel Carry Sharp, I believe. I'll have to look it up and get you the link, or you can pull it up. That's a really good call. Uh, Justin Ronaldo on Twitter. That one I I thought was really cool. Um, good one to bring up. And uh, lots of lots of Twisbees, lots of Twisby minis. Um, Uniball, jet streams, Zebra F seven hundred one. So this is good. I Pentel mean, we're kind of on the same drafting pencil. No. Mm-mm. What was it called? Carry K E R R Y K E R R Y. Okay, I was spelling carry. Yeah, sorry. There goes an alarm clock. Oh my <laughs> word! <clears throat> time to wake up. Wow! Time to make the donuts. Oh dear, that's set <laughs> for tomorrow morning. Oh, <sighs> give me a heart attack. My alarm clock is so loud. Is it tomorrow morning already? It might as well be. <laughs> <sighs> thought maybe it was UPS. Oh, this is awesome. The, the Pentel Sharp Carry uh, link is broken on my site. That's not. I've got it here. <laughs> okay, you got it? Yeah. Oh, I, I just hit one internal. Okay. Good. So, yeah, that's a good call on that's the good. pencil. 
Yeah. And uh, lots of pilot vanishing points. You know, that's a good durable fountain pen. I actually hesitated to put that on there, honestly, because it's a little expensive. And, you know, you kind of got to be careful about those things. You know, I don't want to just like totally butcher it and destroy it. But, you know, that's that's maybe just me. Not everyone thinks the same way I do. Um, the Midori Brass Bullet Pencil, which Andy Wilfel, um sent to me, I think is a good call. It's a durable wood case pencil holder, but it goes into a compact size. I really like that pen, uh, pencil. It actually comes in a ballpoint pen version, but the pencil version is the way to go. Plus, it's one of the coolest looking um, pencils out there, I think. And then, you know, a couple of people said, hey, what about paper? And I didn't really have anyone come up with anything besides field notes and done paper memo books. <laughs> I didn't see anything interesting. Some people use, you know, just some standard, you know, some general stuff, but nothing like earth shattering as far as paper goes, um, which I guess is okay. I mean, I think the field notes and done paper are pretty well integrated into, into people's back pockets by this point, right? I don't know yeah, what else so. what else you're gonna I don't know what else you're gonna do there to be perfectly honest. I mean there's obviously things, but when we're talking everyday carry, I think you wanna you wanna count it being on your person, right? I don't think you necessarily are we're talking about a larger notebook that you'd have in a backpack. Sure you're carrying it every day, but this is in the more utility type um, aspect where you just had one pen, one notebook, you know, your keys, your wallet. And, you know, you just put them all in your pants pocket. I think that's the type of thing, you know, we're looking for here. So I think that's about goddess, though. I mean, I think it's it's a good conversation because it can go so many different ways. Like um, Tony on um, the Gear Geeks Live, his everyday carry pen is the Prometheus pen, which I have to look that up on Kickstarter. But it's a um, it's a large, I think, I want to say titanium barrel pen. Um, it's a little much in the looks department for me but it's 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 cool looking but it's not cool looking um enough for me to to lay down that i think it was about a hundred bucks or so to to purchase it I, I can't remember um but it's got that durability aspect to it you know he's going to be able to take that pin anywhere and everywhere it's going to take a beating um and it'll be able to handle anything you throw at it so you know there's pretty much two different groups at least in our world from a, from an EDC perspective. And I thought it was a good conversation to have just to throw out some of these things because there's a lot of overlap between, you know, what products people are using for EDC. And then, you know, it's also nice to see what people are carrying that you may not have thought of. So I definitely appreciate everyone chiming in today on Twitter and app.net got a bunch of feedback and, and definitely keep them coming you know, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear if there's things I missed. Like I totally whiffed on the Kurutoga. And um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great, great call for a pencil, for an EDC pencil. So anyway, I think that's all I got for today, Mike. Do you have anything else? Sounds good to me, buddy. Great job. All right. If you want to catch up with uh, the show notes, as I mentioned, go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 92. I am iMike on Twitter. I am Y-K-E. And Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. If you'd like to catch up with Brad's work online, go to penaddict.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, um, you can also go to our contact 
for more contact information by going to 5x5.tv slash penaddict. You'll see a big button there. Just press that and you'll be able to send us a note. Thank you so much, Brad, for being here today. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>